Hello and welcome to the Shiny Bees podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host Jo Milmine and this is episode 129, Knitting Trend Predictions for 2019. Hello, hello, and welcome into another episode of the podcast. I'm Joe. I'm your host today. And if you are a new listener, welcome in. Great to have you with us. And if you're back again with me, as always, I really appreciate you joining me. And it's lovely to be sharing this episode with you again. So how are you all? I hope you had a lovely Christmas and got lots of nice things that you enjoyed, that the in-laws weren't too stressful for you and that you had a good time. I know for some people Christmas can be a really tricky time of year that they don't enjoy very much and there are some challenges around that for you and if that is you then I'm sending you lots and lots of squishy Joe hugs and thoughts that hopefully you'll have got through it and everything will be a little bit better now that you've kind of pushed through. And if you do need any assistance or help, please do reach out to the relevant people who can help you with what you've got going on, whether that is um, via charities or organisations or anything else. There is help out there or just DM me, like talk to me. I'll be here and uh, I'm, I'm more than happy to cheer you up as well if I can do that at all. So, This is my first episode from a new location and I'm hoping there won't be too much background noise and things. I've been taking a couple of days to set up my studio and it still does definitely need a lot of work and definitely some interior decor and definitely definitely needs the windows cleaning, like the windows are filthy. But I'm quite excited about it. I've had a couple of internet issues. We had a bit of a power trip, not like an actual power trip, but the power tripped in the apartment and we think that's affected the router. There seem to be some definite speed issues on the router at the moment, but we've managed to get it working again, thankfully. And as I said, my studio setup is in what is now the new office and I'm not entirely sure what the audio or acoustics are going to be like in here. And I'll take a picture, I'll put it in the show notes for you so you can see. But basically it is in, last time I had an office and we've changed that around because we're going to be here full time. We've changed that around and that's now uh, Sanimal's room. So I've moved out of there and I'm on, what is it effectively a balcony? Now it's quite, quite a strange setup. So my desk is directly underneath a geezer. Well, a geezer, as they call it in South Africa, we call it probably call it a boiler or a hot water tank. It's got lots of nice flowers on it, and it's um, top rated energy, energy level one. But my that is on the balcony, so it's it's kind of like an internal balcony. So you've got some patio doors, and it opens out onto a balcony that's about, I'd say maybe three meters by a meter and a half. And that's now my office. And I've got carpet on one half, but not the other half. So I need another rug for that. But basically it's all in there. And at the moment, because we're still setting it all up, my microphone is on the other side of the desk to what I'm used to. So I'm now stood up recording, which is a bit strange. Unfortunately, on on the balcony, there isn't any underfloor heating. So my feet are quite cold as I'm standing here 
talking to you. But like I said, hopefully I'll get this another rug in here. Go do a little Ikea trip this weekend, get some stuff, get it all set up. So I'm ready to rock and roll come 2019. Out of the window now, if you remember in summer, I was telling you they were busy building the Mancunian, well, I've dubbed the Mancunian Way. Well, the Mancunian Way is now open and I can see lots of cars traveling past on that. Yesterday, amusingly and incredibly worryingly, somebody was trying to reverse backwards down this dual, it's an elevated dual carriageway, is fully the Mancunian Way, right? Reverse. But he had his hazard warning lights on, so that's fine. How? Nobody bumped into him, I have no idea. But I was just like, D- have you seen that dude trying to reverse down a dual carriageway? It's absolutely bonkers. So yeah, it's quite amusing watching all of that. And I can see out to the right beyond the high-speed railway now there is a proliferation of cranes. I'm not sure if that is the uh, correct collective noun for a group of cranes, but I'm going to call it proliferation of cranes. My favourite word today is I've been writing the show notes. I've figured that out. They're obviously doing quite a lot of building out that way. So I'm not really sure whether it's more apartment blocks, probably, or what, but they light them all up at night with their blue lights. So they don't have the warning lights that we would have normally uh, on tall buildings. They do have some of those red lights on the tower blocks around here, but the the cranes are lit up like little, along the crane arm is, is blue lights, which is pretty cool. So yes, I'm here, I'm in one piece. I managed to leave a significant collection of toiletries and my hairbrush on the aeroplane. Uh, but otherwise, otherwise we're pretty good and just settling in and trying to get over the jet lag, which has been a little bit brutal. I'm not going to lie, pretty brutal. I'm still very tired. Uh, not at all helped by eating way too many overly processed white bread products, but we're getting there and that's the main thing. So thanks to everyone who has checked in with me and asked how we're getting on and whether everything went okay with the trip. We are fine. We're in one piece and ready to kind of crack on. So along with my actual physical geographical home, I'm thinking about homes for the podcast community in particular. As you know, I've not made a secret of the fact I don't love Facebook and I opened a a group on there for the podcast for all of us to get together because uh, people just didn't seem to be on Ravelry that much anymore. And I don't think that's changed. I don't think people are on Ravelry that much anymore, but I also don't feel like I love Facebook uh, or a lot of you love Facebook more importantly. And I'm not sure about building our kind of community and where we chat to each other and everything on that as well. So I'm doing some research into how I can better provide something for us all to get together and have a bit of a laugh and share patterns and ideas and get to know each other a lot better. And I'm interested to hear your thoughts, basically. What sort of format would you want for a community? Like what communities are you in that works that work already? What are they built on? Do you even want to talk to other listeners? Are you not bothered? Like, or do you really want to talk to them and you find that you can't because you don't want to be on Facebook? Uh, I need your feedback, basically. So please do get in touch. Info at shinybees.com. Just email me, send me a quick message. I'm not scary, I promise. And let me know what sort of thing you might want. I have some ideas, but I don't want to sway anyone either way at this stage. I just want to hear your 
feedback. So obviously if you're not that bothered about talking to anyone, well, you probably wouldn't email me anyway, but there's no point getting worried and trying to build something for you if you're not that bothered. But equally, I know the Ravelry group used to be reasonably chatty and the Facebook group, I think probably because I don't like being on there as well, is not as chatty as I'd hoped. And I know there's a lot of you in there dying to talk about stuff because whenever I do post something, you do talk. But I don't go and post the things because I don't post things on Facebook myself anymore because I don't like it and, you know, data issues, etc. So let me know what you think on that. So there are your parish notices for this week and today we're going to be talking about knitting trends and what my predictions are for 2019 in terms of knitting trends because I'm going to call it like I massively called the mohair thing. I was talking about mohair two years ago when nobody would use it and now everyone loves the mohair and everyone's using a strand of mohair in in their knitting and heaven forbid I've seen some people cracking a old stash of kid silk haze rowan kid silk haze I mean how 2011 is that but I'm massively obviously massively in favor of a bit of textured yarn you know me I love all yarns equally especially novelty yarns they are my favorite I just enjoy their brazen non-conformism and embracing of who they are basically which is why they're my favorite yarns I love novelty yarns and um as a result of basically some significant sleep deprivation I've put together my knitting trends for 2019 or what I think will be the trends for 2019 now because I'm a massive trendsetter don't be surprised if these only come in in 2020 but I thought it'd be quite fun Uh, to tell you what I think is going to be big next year not that I'm in any way massively qualified just as a I think sticking my finger in the air this these are going to be the things that people are doing and then obviously for you guys tell me what you think is going to be a big knitting trend in 2019 just a bit of fun you know let's just see if we're right or not so get yourself a brew get yourself a tonics and we will crack on with the show So as I pre-briefed today, I'm going to be talking about what my knitting trends are for 20, predicted knitting trends for 2019. And I'm going to give you five things that I think we're going to see next year in the kind of indie world of knitting, either becoming a big thing or becoming more of a thing. And these are just based on my general feelings and looking around the bazaar, seeing what's going on, sticking my finger in the air. You know, I've had had three gins. This is what I think of the world type feeling. I haven't had three gins. It's 10.45 in the morning. But I thought this would be quite a good, fun way of cracking into next year, really. And it'd be good to revisit it this time next year on the podcast and see what, if any of these things came true. And as I said before, I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't see some of these till 2020, but I'm going to put them out there now. A bit like Mystic Meg. Who remembers Mystic Meg? Do you remember Mystic Meg? I, I mean, the Americans uh, in the audience won't necessarily remember Mystic Meg, but Mystic Meg was the psychic. <laughs> she was a very popular psychic kind of clairvoyant lady. Uh, about 20, 20 years ago, 25, like a long time ago. And I can't remember whether she was on the National Lottery or whether she was on GMTV, Good Morning TV in the UK. But... She was like the classic, 
person who could see the future and would do her clairvoyant prediction type things with a crystal ball. Now, I don't have a crystal ball and I don't have a rather severe bob. So, <laughs> like, I'm not the same as Mystic Meg, but in the style of, in the style of. Anyway, so trend number one, I think we're going to see next year is Intarsia. Now, we've had brioche. I think brioche is overdone now unless we're talking about the French baked goods in which case I'm on board and stranded knitting has definitely been more of a thing this year and late back end of next year particularly when you're looking at yoked sweaters and there's Icelandic Nordic type yoked sweaters that have become a lot more of a thing and a lot more popular on the hot right now when things that people are knitting and looking at what people have planned for their make nine in 2019 which we talked about last time briefly it definitely seems to be a thing and there's people, designers in particular, that are pushing out a lot of these stranded yoked sweaters and they're very popular. You're also seeing a lot of those make those types of designs making it into the high street and looking around in the UK before I left, places like Debenhams and Oasis, etc., had a lot of those particular types of sweaters, whether it's a feral type design, whether it's like Icelandic type design, or any other kind of design of, of yoke, yoked sweater in particular, whether it's through colour work or through texture has definitely been a thing and adding in textured yarns yay to those has been a lot more of a thing that you're seeing in general in the high street and that is I don't know whether that's precipitated the hand knitting trend or whether that's gone alongside the hand knitted trend for more of these types of designs I don't really know because I don't follow fashion that hard but I think we're kind of going to be moving out of the stranded knitting. And the next logical step from that, to me, is more intarsia type designs. It's a little bit more of a difficult technique, which is why I feel like the stranded knittings only just come in because it's become so popular. People get to the point where they think, right, well, it, it looks quite hard, but everyone else is doing it and my knitting mates are doing it. So it can't be that bad. And I really want that outcome. I want that garment at the end of it. And everyone's knitting these things right now. So you know what? I'm going to give it a crack because if everyone else is doing it, then maybe I can do it too. And maybe it's not as hard as it looks, which has definitely happened with brioche. And when I came back to knitting way back when, not way back when, but in, in a big way in 2011, brioche was definitely not a thing. Like it was not a thing at all. And now it is, it's become a lot more popular because designers are using it a lot more. People are seeing it a lot more. People are getting access to better tutorials, etc. So they've been doing more of it. And I feel like the same has happened with stranded knitting, but I haven't necessarily seen that in the hot right now, in the Instagram feed around intarsia type knitting as a technique so I feel like that's going to be the next big thing is going to be intarsia I'm going to put it out there and for 2020 slash 21 I feel like beads are going to be massive so I'll give you that one as a freebie that's what I feel like is going to be coming next trend number two I think we're going to see in 2019 is a lot more 
commercial type yarns. And by commercial yarns, I mean more mass produced, produced, dyed by machine in a factory as opposed to the hand dyed small batch in a dye shed or kitchen or wherever people are dying. I feel like there's going to be a move away from the hand-dyed, the crazy yarns, your speckled catsick type yarns, and a move more towards classic type colours that have got more kind of harmonious looking appearances, a kind of more harmonious palette, not quite so in your face, and perhaps combining the crazier yarns with a commercial base as a, 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 a main base. So say you're going to do a crazy yoked sweater, the main colour would be a commercial type yarn. Then you would have the accent done in a hand-dyed yarn that's a bit more expensive. So it's kind of combining the more expensive yarns that are a little bit more one-off, that are more difficult to create a garment out of because they're not quite so uniform with more uniform commercially available in bulk in the amount that you need whenever you kind of need them, workhorse type yarns. Trend number three, I think is going to be big, is a bigger emphasis on knitting what you have over mass proliferation and purchasing of new yarns. So move away from stash acquisition to, would it be stash liquidization? I don't know. But basically, every year, everyone always talks about cold sheeping, which I hate that term. It's just horrible. It's just not something you ever should really want to be doing, I don't think, because it just feels too restrictive to me when you're doing something very creative. Although I suppose constraints sometimes can produce creativity, but I I find it stifles. The the idea that I'm not allowed to buy anything stifles the process of making, but it also makes me just want to go buy things because someone's told me I can't. So (laughs) I'm not talking about cold sheeping. I'm not talking about um, necessarily only knitting from stash is a thing, but what generally amongst social media, amongst the general media, amongst general feeling that I'm seeing from a lot of people that I follow and that I'm friends with is this idea of a higher awareness of consumption and the impact generally that you're making on the world. Now, whether that is not using as much plastic or whether it is, you know, using up food so you don't throw food away or whether it's make, do and mend, which has been a fairly, you know, ongoing trend. It's definitely something that is not just for the very obviously eco or very openly eco-conscious people anymore. It's becoming a lot more of a mainstream idea to reduce your consumption and not waste things. And for that reason, I feel like knitting from stash and using what you have and reducing the impact you have by making sure whatever you've got you're using up and not in inverted commas wasted not that yarn that's left in stash is ever in inverted commas wasted but that idea of of minimizing impact and being more ecologically friendly I think will spill over into proliferation of of yarn and buying yarn as opposed to what has been happening in the last few years which has been like more bigger better stash acquisition type things I'm definitely not seeing the kind of suitcases of bought yarn 
at yarn chores being as big a thing anymore as as it was a few years ago. I think maybe some of that is coupled with uncertainty over Brexit and everything. Consumer spending is down generally. Like people are a little bit nervous, especially in the UK about what's going to happen in the States. I think being nervous for a little while now about what's going on over there. Not getting into any of the politics of it. It's just a general feeling that people will be just holding on to their money and using what they have. And that I think will be more of a trend for 2019, at least until there is a lot more certainty over what is going to be going on, what's going to be happening. Trend number four. I think any purchasing that does happen, because I think people will still buy yarn, people still want to feel good, uh, even when things are a little bit uncertain. In particular, they like their treats, they want to still be making nice things and using nice stuff. They're just going to be spending it in a different way. It's not going to be about lots, it's going to be about smaller and good quality and something a little bit different, I think. So I think the money that is going to be spent will be spent more towards your luxury yarns, your one-off yarns, your single farm yarns. And I think the people that are going to do well in that are the people who've done a really good job of creating a brand, of sharing that story, of sharing that kind of sustainability feeling as well. And really bringing you into that whole process of where the yarn comes from. So I think for the small producers, this could be particularly small producers that are doing something a little bit differently. This could be a big year, provided they can get access to spinning facilities and all that kind of thing to do something a little bit differently. I feel like this is going to be a good year for them. And that's where people are going to be spending their money on the one-offs, the single farm stuff, or the very kind of luxury single or two skin things that is is just very, very uh, attractive. It's not just going to be about, be about getting something because I like it. It's going to be about getting these things that they've, they've been looking at for a long while, I feel like. Number five, somewhat controversially, but you know me, I think 2019 is going to be the death of the shawl. (sighs) Yeah, I I did just say that out loud. I literally had to look behind me and see if anyone was going to lynch me with a knitting bag. I think 2019 is the death of the shawl pattern. There are too many of them. They're all a bit too similar. I don't really feel like people are knitting them so much anymore, particularly single shawl patterns, single skein shawl patterns are just are not so much of a thing. If you look at the trend over the last 18 months or so, it has definitely been a lot more towards these, what I call a mega shawl, which is effectively a blanket, really. So if you look at like your fades, all that kind of stuff. It's been about combining multiple skeins into bigger shawls, even amongst people who have not traditionally done very big shawl patterns with multiple skeins. That is definitely the way things are going. Partially, I think that is again about people having these massive stashes of single skeins that were, there was a, you know, the single skein buying was a big trend kind of 2012 to 14 in particular, I feel like, where the indie dyed market expanded quite a lot. People were buying single skeins because they could have, you know, a skein they could knit with it. It's expensive, but they could knit with it. They could have a shawl. They could have an accessory. 
How many shawls do you need? Like, how many hats do you need? It's got to the point, I think, where people are looking for ways to combine single single skeins into bigger projects, which is why the fades in particular have been so popular. This kind of the stripes that you would see earlier in the 2010s have gone a bit more now and it's more towards the fades. And I feel like that is because people... Um, bought into the idea that you could use four, five, six, seven skeins, you could pair them all up, you could create something bigger that's a different kind of garment. And for that reason, I feel like the single skein shawl is dead already and it's definitely going to be dead for 2019. I don't think we're going to be seeing anywhere near as many patterns for shawls unless they're coming from new designers who are only just picking up on the whole shawl thing. If you look at the big guys out there at the moment, they're not really doing it. They're doing multiple skein shawls, they're doing yoked jumpers, and they're doing fade type combinations of colours as their main thing. That's what I'm seeing them doing, to be honest. Even the brioche, it's about combining colours and skeins. It's not about going buying more different ones. Looking at Marlin. Again, the, the more I think about it, the more the more reasons I can give you for this being a thing, that Marl that Marlisle and all that kind of mild effect, it's about combining more than one skin together to you to use them up, basically. Because we've got all got so many of them. So I think that that will be the death of the shawl is that that's gonna be it. And it's gonna be more about bigger garments combining things together and as a little bonus I think there's going to be room for some kind of colour theory type stuff where people can go and learn about how to combine all these single skeins to get useful stuff out of them harking back to that high awareness of consumption about using stuff that you've got all that kind of thing is going to blend together so that the next kind of big thing, I guess, is going to be about learning how to combine all these things together in an easy way, because people do find putting colours together hard. So there you go. They're my five trends for 2019. I will summarise quickly for you. Trend number one, we're going to see a lot more intarsia knocking around the bazaars. Number two, we're going to see more commercial yarns. I think people are going to buy less plain Indie dyed yarns, they're going to be combining commercial yarns as a, a cheaper alternative with some of those fancy, crazy out there skeins to create different garments. Number three, there's going to be more emphasis on knitting what you've got, which goes along with economic uncertainty and a higher awareness of the impact you're having ecologically by consuming so much stuff. Number four, there's going to be more purchasing the purchasing that does happen is going to go more towards the one-offs, the single farms, the high, high luxury, the very, very beautiful standout skins. And number five is the death of the one skin shawl, for sure. So they're my predictions. I'm super excited to hear what yours are going to be for 2019. Do you agree with me? Am I right? Am I wrong? Did I diss speckled yarns again? Yes, I did. They've got to go out at some point that's probably another bonus one I think speckled yarns are going to be gone by the end of 2019 it's not going to be a thing anymore like they they just they're a bit too out there and I don't know I feel like people are going to become more conservative in their choices 
But that's just me. What do you think? I want to hear what you have to say about this. Do you think my predictions are right? Do you have some other ones? Do you agree? Do you disagree? I'm interested to hear from all different aspects because I think it's a fun, interesting conversation to have and um, see if we're right, basically. Like, it's, it's just always fun to make a prediction and see if it comes true. So you can talk to me about that whatever you like. I'm at Shinybees on Instagram and everywhere else in the world. And uh, we have the Shinybees community, which is at shinybees.com forward slash community. It's currently on Facebook, but it might be somewhere else soon. Or you can email me info at shinybees.com and I will be sharing some of these uh, different predictions and people's thoughts in the episode after the next one. So it just gives you a chance to get your thoughts together and send them in and then we can talk about it some more. So that's all I've got time for today. I hope you've enjoyed the show and I hope you will join with me in mourning the death of the single saint shawl in 2019. I hope you have a wonderful week. Happy crafting and I'll speak to you all again soon. Cheers. You've been listening to the Shiny Bees podcast. Full show notes of this episode can be found on the website at shinybees.com forward slash 129. If you've enjoyed today's show, I'd really appreciate you leaving me a review on iTunes or your favourite podcatcher to help other people find the show and share the nitty goodness with them. If that's all right.